Hello and welcome back to the Home and Away Days podcast, season one, episode four. Once again, it's just myself and James. How are we doing, James? I am not too bad, Luke. I'm very excited for this this video. Um, a, a lot of rage that can, uh, <laughs> passive aggressive rage that can start coming out that I've held on for for far too long. You reminded me of the games that we are recording today, and it's just pissed me off. Yeah, it wasn't really a great, um, <laughs> a great list to give because no. I mean, just to break it down, there's only one away trip again, and there's two home games to well opposition not of the highest quality but obviously you know we'll, we'll get into that um but uh, obviously once again we just kind of fell victim to uh the scheduling of international uh breaks you know we've had uh i think it's two games up to now uh rescheduled one's gone on a tuesday night more than likely the other one will go on a tuesday night as well and that really is uh being a pain because it's going to look like some weekends where we're going to be away tuesday saturday i know next uh, weekend for us, um, and obviously when this comes out, we'll have two down south away trips, which is is fun for content, but not really for for traveling. So no, we'll, we'll kind of cross that bridge. Fair, eventually get to we're it. saying that, but we're looking at a third away game, aren't we? In a couple of weeks, that's going to be called off potentially. Yes, down, um, down as well. So it's like... again international break. So it, it, it's all up in arms, really. It, like I say, with at this level, you really kind of do. Uh, it, is, it is like hit and hope because, you know, form is such a big thing for the internationals at our level because if they're not playing, especially like when we've got uh, Northern Ireland uh, internationals, it, it, it's really a tough decision. So you, you don't really know going into that weekend if you are going to have a game, but we'll, we'll play it by ear. And I think the uh, the odds are we won't have another away game and there'll be yet another Southern away game to reschedule. Um, but for now, let's get cracking. So we've got three teams coming up. Uh, we've got Port Vale, Stevenage and Carlisle. And we'll start with the away game, which chronologically came first. That was Port Vale away. Now, uh, for me and you, this is both our first trip to Port Vale. And just to kind of um, make sure that's out there as well. This is the first season where they've swapped everything around. So uh, I know in previous seasons, if people went... The away end is now the complete opposite side of the ground. I think they've they've done that um, for, for mainly for the home fans. I don't think it was done to get a bigger capacity for away fans. I think it was more done to increase the home capacity. So starting off, um, it, it, I don't really know how to to say this, but it was a bit of a pain for parking because realistically we could have took a chance and parked somewhere a bit closer or just parked in an estate, but. I never like to play that game, especially in places where we've never been before. And quite frankly, in, in where Port Vale are, are located, isn't exactly the friendliest of places mm. or the nicest of places. Well, um, I, I don't always check where we're going to park. I sometimes assume that you've done the research well enough. So when we parked up, he told me it was a 20-minute walk from the stadium. I, I thought I thought you were joking. Oh, but I then, wasn't. And... <laughs> the walk went on sort of gave it away to why it was 20 minutes because it's not a lot of place you can park, was there? Let's, let's be realistic. No, I mean, we would have had to have been crafty if we parked in the state. I think we might have been able to do it, but again, it's at risk. But the problem I have with, with just with that, though, is I got that information from Port Vale's away match guide. So when you go on their website, they have like a supporters guide and then they have it quite clearly, you know, this is for first time away visitors or if you're just looking for some advice and and for them to kind of designate the closest away parking you can get as a 20 minute walk away it is very strange 
And mm. it, it's not like I reckon there could have been other plays. If we'd have like had a proper look around, though there, there did look like lots of locations to park on the street. I didn't see other paid parking, but to me it just seems a bit odd that the closest uh, like away not designated, but open to away supporters and generally you're pushed in that direction, is that far away? I think as well, uh, bear in mind Bolton did take a, a pretty, it wasn't completely full, but it was a pretty much full away end. Mm. Let's say there was no coaches on, because there always is going to be, but there was no coaches on. The train station's not nearby. And there wasn't really, there was a police presence outside the stadium when we left. But there was no police really on the street. So if you were... There was. On the way there, there was... There was uh, sorry, really. Sorry, a couple, couple. Yeah, but what you've got to remember as well, we're coming from one direction. So it's not like we walked around and did laps of the area. We've, we have literally <laughs> just come from the one way we need to go. So I we did see police officers. But again, you know, I don't want to just make the generalised statement. There's no police. Get the riots happening. It's just <laughs> what we've seen. But what I will say, what we did see was a little entertainment from a Bolton fan and his young kid. On and this is the first time I've ever seen this at a club. Apart from, I don't even think we said we had this at Wembley. It was where they've actually searched us going in. But not yeah. only that, but emptying our pockets. I've never had them. But, I know that Port Vale has a bit of reputation in the past for being quite a rough ground, from what I was told. But not to be searched on entrance and have you put your pockets out. No, I mean, there was the trouble back in, I think it might have been 2017, where we stormed the pitch, but when we when we were going for promotion under Phil Parkinson. But th- to me, that's the only incident I remember happening at Port Vale. And like I said, this guy was adamant that his kid wouldn't get searched. But I think he got caught out because originally, they asked him how old his kid was, and I'm sure he said 16. And then they were like, right, we need to search him. And they went, no, he's 14. So I, I think he, he started off against the, But yeah, he was refusing for his kid to be searched, which... I don't really know the law, but all I know is if you want your child to go into the game and you want to go and, and watch it, you have to kind of you have to abide by the club's rules. You know, it's it, you can take the high ground all you want, but you've ideally got to do what the club wants you to do. I mean, it, it'd be awful if, if at home games, Bolton said to us, right, listen, you've got to lift your shirt up just to see you're not carrying anything in. But at the end of the day, if they went, well, you're not getting in otherwise, you've not really got a choice. Precisely. And, it, you know, bear in mind, it, in this day and age... Unfortunately, any person can fall under the umbrella of, oh, if you're not going to be searched, quite, you must bring in something in with you. That's, that's the first thought someone's going to have. Especially with Bolton, who unfortunately in the past, especially last season, in sort of the second half of the season, were bringing flares to every single game. In the, every single away game, there was at least one flare going off. So they're mm. cautious, and I don't blame them. I Like you said, I don't know what the law is on... So how age you can be searched without consent. I, don't, I, I imagine it's without it's consent. 16, I, think I, it's a, I think it must be 16, surely. Yeah. But if his dad weren't there, which in some cases, a lot of 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, whatever, go to the games because the coaches are quite cheap, would they have said hmm. no? Probably not. I don't know. So it, it's a weird situation. But then this guy was able to get in. I, we don't know what happened He snuck in, didn't he? Well, not snuck in, barged. Oh, yeah, barged is a good right, right word to use. And it, someone to fuck off in the meantime and then walked in. <laughs> oh, that sorry, yeah, that was the best bit where he, um, he told the uh, the guy to fuck off. 
So then the guy told him, you, you tell him to fuck off as well. And then instantly <laughs> went, you can't tell me to fuck yeah, off. I don't know. Like, you've just told him to fuck off. What do you mean? <laughs> like, look, he took his hat away. You can't tell me to fuck off. Yeah, I, I just don't get that. I mean, okay, if you didn't say anything and the, the steward just went, oh, fuck off, then I understand. You can't say fuck off right into his face and then be suddenly astonished <laughs> and absolutely off. disgusted that he said it back to you. So we, before we even got in, we've had our entertainment. The game could have been shocking, but oh, we, yeah. we, we've already had our fill. And that that was when things kind of went took a bit of a turn for worse because it was a bit of a miserable day. And we actually like got, you know, quite, not lucky, but where we were seated, it was completely covered in the stand. But we went for refreshments before, and now I know why they must have swapped the ends because it's completely open and exposed the elements. So you're there queuing for uh, beer or food and drink and you're just getting piss wet through because there's no shelter no it to, to be fair my my biggest one was when we were walking up because bear in mind we arrived to the stadium via uh, the back end of an estate three feet i don't even know how to explain how we got it yeah it was a, it was an estate then a dirt track then it just <laughs> horrible and you're like hang on this is the stadium yeah it had a really nice field behind it with a bit of playing fields and smash shows and whatever but it wasn't the nicest place to try and get to. Um, and then you wait, you're outside in the rain trying to order a selection of items, of which they didn't have. Uh, <laughs> but they did have hot dogs, though. That was the, the one thing they did have. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we can get on to the food now. Um, I'll let you start then. So just to confirm it was a hot dog you got, wasn't it? If what, I can, what if was remember it? Yeah, what was, it was the classic hot dog that we always get. What's it called now? Oh, rollover. Rollover, that's it. And I can tell you, it tasted like any other rollover. It was delicious. Um, <laughs> expensive. <laughs> I mean, it was edible, slightly warm. Expensive, but it does it does the trick. What did you go for, Luke? I got what I can only describe as the weirdest sausage roll I've ever had. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it was three fifty. So starting off, I can... I'm not like disgusted with the price. I'm just disgusted with the, the sausage roll. So first of all, you get it in a packet and to, uh, the, when they put it in like the, the heater, wherever it's been, it's like it's heated the outside as well. So in, as soon as like they passed it to me and I don't know how they passed it to me because it was scalding hot as soon as I touched it. So I'm then struggling to like carry it without burning and singeing my fingers so then you get in, and because it's been in a wrapper and it's under the heater, it's got soggy, and it, there's, like, no pastry to it. It's just kind of like, it's like a sausage sandwich, but with shit bread. And then to top that all off, for some reason, about, like, a third of the way through, every time I took a bite, I got an, a disgusting, like, liquid soap aftertaste. And I don't understand how the fuck that's happened, but... It's, I mean, like, towards the end, I just had to bin the last, last Well, you kept trying to make me eat it, and I was like, no, thank you. No, I, I, I didn't want to make you eat it. I wanted you to try it to just understand if it was me being a lunatic. But realistically, it wasn't, because I don't know in what sense I would start to taste washing up liquid and lose my fucking mind. But no, it, it, it was awful. It was, it was disgusting, and I'm really upset about that. Because, like, the food prices didn't look too bad. But I should have clocked on because where the like it said on the menu as well they were doing burgers. So I instantly thought, oh, "Am I get a burger?" I could not see a burger for the life of me, and I was thinking, "Well, I'm not ordering this, and then they're going to shove it out of some like shitty microwave," because there was nothing like f being freshly made or anything like that. As you like at this level, 
just what you'd expect. It's all just like under heaters and like, oh no, it, it just really let me down the food there. Yeah, and it, I liked it, but you can't go wrong with a rollover. You, you, you can't, but... Well, you can because it's a rollover. No, it's edible. I, I feel like that's the second or third time in a way this year that you've just been given shite food. Yeah, but in a way, this is what I want, like, because I understand you going the safe and easy option of a hot dog or something along them lines. But to me, I don't just want to go to the grounds and just eat the same thing or like the, the thing you know is kind of going to be okay. I want to see if there's something actually like really amazing. Because like I say, when we went to Burton, you can get that really nice food or Reading. Yeah. We could have just waited till we got in and got a hot dog, but no, we got something exciting. And it's just, I'd rather try something that I'm not going to usually have. At worst, I will have to resort to a hot, like, for example, when like Barnsley springs to mind, where there's only like burger, hot dog, pucker pie. That's when I understand going for the simpler option. But if I can, I will try and have something a bit more out there because to me, that's, you know, that's more exciting than just going and like, oh, well, I need something hot. I might as well eat this same thing I do every week. Yeah. I love me though. I sometimes, if I don't eat, I'm a bit of a, a dick. So I sometimes have to go safe. But you never know. Wickham away midweek in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, sorry, a couple of weeks' time. Next week, um, I might push the boat out, Luke. Well, mainly because I don't know what food they do there. So you might have no choice. <laughs> but we'll, we'll carry on with Port Vale. Um, one funny thing I did want to point out is this is the first stadium at football league level. I think I've ever been to that I saw Porter lose and they're in the home <laughs> section. Just right across from where we were, there was just a stack of three Porter and that seemed to be the their toilets, which did make me chuckle. Yeah, I remember you saying we've, we were on the lup and it was a bit wet and you go, hang on, they've got Porter lose uh, for the home fans. Like, yeah, the away fans would get it, but... Yeah, you give the shit to the away fans. You don't want to stick it with the home no. fans, do you? I mean, surely there's a bit of a standard that they have to meet for having actual workable plumbing, not just, oh, we've got a few portaloos to make up for it. It's fine. Yeah, but do, do you know what? You never know. They might come out next time and they've upgraded them to double-tiered portaloos just to really <laughs> give them like a, a, a standing view for those who are t- higher up. Well, for for our sakes, I hope we don't have to go there next season, but, you know... We, we, yeah, we're probably all one, we probably will have to. <laughs> um, getting on now to the, the cr- crowd. We'll start with the away crowd. Now, obviously, us being in the away crowd, we're always going to be biased. But I would honestly say that's one of the better atmospheres we have give off as an away team, considering we weren't dominating the game. It was a very close game in the end. And if, you know, I'm sure in the manager's interview and, the, and the, one of the players' ones, they did say the crowd got them through. And like, I've, I've seen a few videos back, but... It was just cons- constant, especially that second half. After um, you know, when we come out and realised, you know, we're struggling a bit. It, mm. it was what, like, say, it was just non-stop. It was loud. It was it was exceptional. Yeah, um, it's always said that as an away crowd at Port Vale, it's quite loud. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Everyone I spoke to said it's always a loud crowd. I think it's just because it's simple and it's together. Like you look at the stand. You, you kind of like, you've only got like a middle row that kind of separates you all, but you're all kind of, it's it's not like Reading where you're like either up in the gods or down below. It's, you're all at a similar level and it's, it's kind of to me like a bit more of an old school stand where it's just, you're not breaking up. Like when you look at ours, our home stadium, you have 
the bottom tier and then the upper tier. There's like a big gap in between for corporate, yeah, everything like that. But with this stand, it's all together, and there was that many of us. You kind of fill it out. I think that's why it, and as well, it, it's such such a big distance to like. There's no away fans right next at home fans, sorry, right next to you. So you kind of just project. Whereas like other teams, um, like maybe like Portsmouth, you're right next to the fans. Yeah, so it kind of you don't really get as much projection or like clarity ambiance let's call it yeah uh, yeah so so you've not got much going against just it kind of drives one but like i say one of the better away um you know uh oh christ away fan followings we've done and uh, i think we did about over three thousand, nearly filled it out i think it was like a hundred short which was a shame but it was spectacular nonetheless now the home fans is where kind of things change because I'm. I can't say what Port Vale's home following is like um, as a whole this season, but it did kind of feel a bit flat from them. I mean, they they kind of, they made a bit more noise towards the end of the game where they. I think that's when they clocked. They thought, oh well, Bolton looked tired here, and we can get some out of this. But kind of throughout, there wasn't really much from them. It was just. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just kind of felt like they didn't really want to show up like they were just kind of expecting to show up and have the game taken away from them and, and the crowd kind of reflected that it's true because like you got to look at Port Vale they start the season off with a 7-0 loss at Barnsley but then they'd, they're on brilliant form going into this game they were top five I think I can't remember exactly what they were but they were doing pretty well so they expect it's like a home supporter oh let's go and watch them you never know if they're doing well in form let's go and get a game out of it I completely get if because I don't know how many followers they have anyway I don't know if they sell out, they, you know, they've got Stoke on the doorstep. They might be the bigger team that people follow because they've got the bigger stadium. They've you know, been a higher league. They're more recent as well to have, have had top level football. Yeah. And... I don't I don't know. I think that's probably where we're not doing our research. You know, we don't know how many fans they usually get. But I agree, they feel a bit flat. It's like, the home game and we can't hear you. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think taking away from the experience, I, I think they just fell short of my expectations, but that's nothing. Again, what, whenever I go to a, an away ground, I always have high expectations because I'm used to seeing Bolton and I'm used to seeing how many people we get there um, and I'm used to seeing some, some great away followings. Not all the time, which we'll get into a bit later on because I do have some thoughts on that. But overall, I'd say it just didn't really feel live up to what I thought it would have been. But again, that's you know down to a lot of things. The weather... Um, maybe down to the price as well because if you look at look, looking at what we paid, it was twenty five pound for that away ticket, which for for what you're getting, it wasn't really worth it in my experience. Um, I'd say there were other grounds I would rather go to, and uh, you know, food I would rather eat mainly anything that didn't taste like washing up liquid. So you know, Port Vale. I, hopefully, we don't have to do it again next season, but if we do this season. I just hope it gets a little bit better, maybe a bit nicer weather. Um, we'll move on now to two home games, the first of which is Stevenage. Now, this is something I wanted to talk about, and I want to get your opinion as well, James. So, there was a pretty low turnout from them, but I'll explain why. So, they had 223 away fans. Now, Stevenage is not a short trip, is it? I'm guessing no. it's three to four hours, the best, like, you're going to do it. And it was on a Tuesday night, right? So if you're doing, you can't do a nine to five, come to the game. You couldn't even really do like a 
a four o'clock finish, I, I think you'd still struggle doing that because you're going to hit all the traffic. And to consider that what level they've just come up from, and to be fair, probably like you know the season they're having. Um, you know, you probably look at that face and I think, well, 223, that's not a lot. But considering the season they probably expected to have and they still got a pretty good attendance, I mean, hats off to them. And, and arguably, if if they had the same, like the noise they made with only having 223, 223 fans was, was remarkable. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you, and I'll get your opinion first. Do you think it's fair that a club like Stevenage and the distance they are away should be put on a Tuesday night against Bolton. Do, do you think that's fair? I think we've always stated a claim that a team that plays midweek, if possible, you should be playing either a weekend or during a bank holiday or a half term where it's no more than two hours away. Right, if it's yeah. on a week weekday, if it's a weekend, it's different because you've got all day. But it just completely takes away the accessibility for the majority of fans to go to a game because it's, it's on midweek. And not not to be um, sour about it, but you know, the sort of job that I have, um, you know, we've got Oxford away in a few weeks, and yeah. you would generally say, say, well, if I left work at three when when work finishes. I don't think I'd make it to Oxford in time for the game. Whereas if it was on a weekend or if it was doing a yeah, half the, turn, it'd be different. There's no bother, yeah. No. And and like I say, I think like the two to me, and I'm sure we've had this conversation. The two hour distance makes the most sense because two hours you could leave, you could finish work at five o'clock, and then that gives you a forty five minute safety gap if there's any traffic or any any slow moving uh, obstacles in the way, anything like that. You could still make it just before kickoff but to to expect stevenage to get a you know most of their away following because i imagine like again i can't prove it but i imagine their away following is higher than 223 people and especially with how their season's going it, it's just a bit pathetic because like I say again we, we've kind of got that problem where yes it's half term when we play wickham away but looking at our, our ticket sales it is quite low compared to what we'd have done on a Saturday, because again, it's just getting down there. Well, last season, and... did we not take like 1,200, 1,300 people to Wickham on a Saturday yeah, in the middle of November, on November, February, whenever it was? Yeah, it was Feb. Yeah, I think it was around February, because yeah, it was cold. I remember yeah. that. But, you know, again, this, I can't stress it enough, because this, like, they obviously talk about the 3pm blackout, say, like, keeping football you know, in the hands of like lower league teams and not just driving everyone to watch Premier League. Which they've just announced this today. Is, they're not going to do it. Yeah, they're going to continue. But to me, this is just as bad because what you're making, what you're making out is those fans who obviously have come up to League One and they're like, you know, they must be looking forward to some great away days. And to have kind of like one of the bigger teams in the league, you know, the chance to go there on a Tuesday night is, is impossible for some of them. Well, so it is a real shame and it, and it does kind of hurt football in a way because, you know, to me, I don't like, I don't believe the logistics of scheduling Saturday, like the distance to keeping them on a Saturday versus the distance to keep them on a Tuesday would be that complicated. Obviously, it would be a bit when rescheduling games comes into effect. But to me, it, it just... It was a pretty poor choice to put on a Tuesday. And like I say, to, to me, all it does is highlight how good I thought their away fans were. Well, um, when I look at um, 
when I look at Bolton's fixtures for midweek games prior to rescheduled ones, we already had Wickham, Oxford, and Steenage as the three yeah, teams. They were all that I, oh, Steenage is a Friday, but it's Bank Holiday Friday, which yeah, were all right, yeah, the opposite way around. It's the same thing for them. You know, the Oxford fans is on a Tuesday night. Wickham at home is on a Tuesday night. So it's both sides to it. It's unfair. Yeah. But. And, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll kind of leave that there for now because otherwise I will get into a very heated debate about it. But um, we'll, we do have to mention the, the home fans. I think what we are suffering from is a bit of flatness because we, we kind of had an expectation of what this season would be. And so far, it's kind of veered away from that. Now, this isn't to say we expected to every team who we play to absolutely dominate. It's not what I'm saying. What I, what I was expecting this season is to have um, great football being played and against teams we should win, we'd win convincingly. I understand maybe playing teams who are a bit harder to beat and making it a tougher game, that's fair enough. But sort of on paper at the beginning of the season, you would have thought Bolton versus Stevenage, Bolton maybe getting two or three, maybe only conceding one at most. And what it kind of turned out to be, especially today, was it just looked like a completely flat performance. And one thing we do experience at at our home games is if it's a flat performance and we don't really see a lot of dedication being put in, that's when we start to kind of, you know, suffer and get on the backs. There was a nice little bit towards the end of the game where we sort of started to play a bit more like ourselves, where the crowd really like, you know, came through and really helped the lads get towards the end of the game with the win. But especially that first half, you could just hear groans every time. It's difficult because when Ian proclaims at the season's start that they're they're really going for it this season and you know you you've you've really built built your your platform out to, to go up and the bookies you want the bookies' favourites to go up and there's a lot of pressure on it. You expect to put a team like Stevenage, who were in the league below last season, you expect that to be an easy win. Now, don't get me wrong. I had already predicted that Stevenage would be a tricky game. No one believed, no people believe me. But I said they, they started the season well. They got some good convincing wins under the belt. So it didn't surprise me how well they did. Um, but it surprised me how well Bolton didn't do. Yeah, that, that's the story of our season. But like I say, I mean, all I can say is well done to those fans who made the trip. And, and like I say, for the number that there were, I mean, there was less than the United under-21s took. And I'd say they were as, uh, you know, energetic as that. Maybe not have been as loud because, again, there was half of like the number there. But they, they certainly would have given them a run for the money. So, well done um, to, to, you know, the Stevie's travelling fans. And who knows, maybe, you know, in a few seasons' time, we'll probably end up back down here or we stay down here. Um, we will, obviously, uh, get to see you in fine voice if it's on a Saturday. And and then comes Carlisle, which for us is bittersweet. But if you're a Carlisle fan, it, it's a completely different story because I wouldn't have thought this, but it is true. Carlisle are at the moment the team who have brought the largest away day following. So they've beat out our closest rivals, Wigan. And some people would have said promotion t- uh, or title rivals, Derby. Uh, they brought 4,407 away fans, which uh, you can only applaud because as, as a club of that level, I mean, I think someone wrote it. They had about seven to 8,000 at a home game, the, the game before 
and then they took like 50% of that to Bolton when there was train strikes as well. Uh, not uh, not train strikes, sorry. There was issues with the train because it was weather issues up in Carlisle. So they, they couldn't get to Preston originally. And it, it was just, again, fantastic to see that. A, a club of that stature, again, just come up via the playoffs to bring to nearly kind of fill our away section takes a, a lot. And I, I imagine they weren't charged cheaply either. So fair play to the lads. I, I do sort of think it's it's a brilliant thing to do because we always say we love it if every single game Bolton would have a have a sold out away end. And logistically in this sort of league, that's not gonna happen. Like it just it's not going to. When you've got certain teams which have a, a small fan base, that's no fault of their that's no fault of theirs, they just do have a small fan base, you're not gonna fill it out. So when a team like Carlisle does fill it out, it's like brilliant, we've got a game in our hands. Mm. But yet again, we've got another game where they can't hack it. They can't. They can't do it. The Bolton, when the when a big away day comes in, there's loads of there's a big a full away end. They can't do it. Yeah, and, and it is becoming a bit of a narrative, really. I mean, I know some people try to dispel it, but it's a it's a weird thing in it because financially we're charging more and we want more people to show up, but as soon as they do, it works against us. And like, like I say, you kind of saw you know both ends of the spectrum because the Carlisle fans were so loud. So constant, they were having the you know the day of their lives, and the the performance reflected that they were honestly it might be the best they see them play all season, and then you have the home side of it, which was you know kind of it started off with a bit of belief, like it kind of kind of followed on from the Stevenage game where we were quite you know motivational and loud, um, getting get lads through it. But as soon as kind of you saw the performances drop off, then that was it. It was. Not not on the back by any means and not, you know, anti Bolton. It was just we were sick of it. It was a poor performance and reflected in the crowd and one I'd hoped not to see again because, you know, those games are are awful to be at. You know, I don't mind losing a game if we are outplayed. And I, I even understand the crowd, I think the same way. Like if you look back to the Middlesbrough game we did, um and we went to the, the crowd were understanding that we played as well as we could but it's against it's, yeah, Middlesbrough. It's a better team. But, uh, yeah, but at the same time, we, we you know, we pushed the lads through it. But it's when you, you're not playing well enough. And, and like I said, this isn't me saying, you know, Carlisle are a poor team or anything like this. This is the, exactly the opposite. They did exactly what they needed to do so well. Like, we have this thing um, a lot at home games where we are expected like we play a certain way and the expectation is if you're going to play that way it has to be good enough to do it and it wasn't so the crowd are obviously going to get on your back because we have no we have no adaptability really and that's something the like we all hate it's when we're losing games and then there's nothing to get back into it it's just we have to keep playing the same way so really frustrating from the the home crowd and and like I say a lot of that did um, sour the experience for us. I I do believe right that Bolton's biggest thing they're missing now is a couple of shit house players. You in it? You in a shit house league? I know Bolton like ever has this vision for playing the perfect game, playing Everball right as as the pundits put it. It's perfect. You know? All the pieces fit together nicely. You've got the one-twos, the wingers going down either side where you're able to interplay. And it, it's a, it, When it works, it works brilliantly. Like Wembley beating Plymouth 4-0. We saw it work. But 
you can't always do that against certain teams in this league. Ones that can come and defend and have their own shithouse players who will just play you off the park. We haven't, we haven't got one. Like, look at our midfield at the moment. We've got a lot of players to choose from. But if you're being realistic, we've got Thomason, who is still developing. He's still quite young and gets yellow cards every game. So he's a liability in that sense. And then you've got Morley, who is just out of favour, out of form. You've got Sheehan, who we don't know why he's playing half the time. Same with Dempsey. And then that's it. So if what if one of those four is off, the other two have to pick it up. If all three are off, you're screwed. And again, yeah, and, and like, like I say, I don't really want to get caught up in, in you know, Bolton's play or the experience of the game. But like I say, the, the one thing I will say is, as, as a Carlisle fan, it must have been a joy to watch that game because even though they aren't playing spectacular football, because that, that's something, you know, we, we do like seeing. I must admit, when when we play our football well, it is a joy to watch. And I, I suppose as a fan, sometimes you're happy, not happy to lose the game, but you're more happy to kind of come away with a bad result if you're playing good football. Whereas, and, and Carlisle, are, you know, playing not great football, but getting a win, to me, that, that makes it worth it. And, probably even better because they must have came there with no hope. They don't want an away game. And to have that many people show up to an away game and watch them win as well as they did, it must be a fantastic feeling for them. So again, well done to, to the amount of fans they got. And I hope they kind of do the same now for, because Wigan's a similar distance and, um, you know, I, I don't imagine Port Vale is, it's, it's all probably about trains for Carlisle. So, I, I just hope you continue to get bigger away, uh, you know, experiences, and hopefully enjoy your season, and and you know, hopefully it will continue into the next season. Because if you're getting away crowds like that, it is always nice to have them um, and see them at your home games. So those are the three teams we've covered. A, a real different experience in in kind of crowds because, like you say, you've got a bit of, um, you know, we had a big away crowd from us, big away crowd from Carlisle, and you know, the small one from Stevenage. But yeah, I'd even say, you know. It's really doing injustice on how loud Stevenage were for the for the amount of numbers they were. Um, we'll just give you a sort of a quick cost and distance update before we we look into our rankings. So, uh, before the episode, we were sitting at four hundred ninety four pounds and ninety pence. Now, uh, luckily, the two home games were season ticketed, so no extra cost there. And if you include food, parking, and everything else we did at Port Vale, that takes that's a fifty three pounds and fifty cost so it takes us up now to 548 pounds and 40 pence so i think we're about what 12 well if you include cup games we're near around maybe 18 17 games we've been to and it's 548 pounds and 40 pence and there's still a good two-thirds of the season remaining so not looking forward to my bank balance at all um distance then we uh, before the episode started 510 miles, quite a trek we experienced, 111 miles, uh, which takes us to 621 miles now for the season. So, and and what you've got to remember, James, is that's with, uh, you know, still a lot of Southern teams to come, rescheduled games against Barnsley, it's going to be a a right old trek. Looking at the, Uh, looking at the sort of league fixture until Christmas, We've got a fair few Southern teams that need to come. Um, yeah, quite, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Luckily for me, spoiler alert, 
I'm not doing charts away. So that's one team I'm very happy I don't have to do. Whereas it's another, another, Tim Pot fan another story for you. Well, I, I will still be going. So it's not like they're going to miss out on anything. It just means it's going to be very Luke heavy. And you're also missing a home game as well. So we're going to have to bring Neil back on. Oh, God. Uh, so, ba- yeah, basically in the next episode, you're going to be useless because you're only going to go to the Wicked <laughs> game. So well done, James. I, I'm, so, so, much I'm so useful in these podcasts. So really, I, I'm the, 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 the missing piece that everyone, everyone wishes I was here every day. You're the missing piece which everyone's chucked in the bin because it fucking disgusting. Oh, brilliant. Um, so we, we will start off with our away rankings because there's only one team to add. Um, so it's quite simple at the moment. We've got Reading sitting first, Burton second, and Cheltenham third. So I will come to you first, James. Port Vale, where would you see them fitting in? Um... It was a good away day for a win, but it wasn't like a away day that I'd do again. I mean, I, 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 just to remind you as well, this is a complete experience. This isn't just a result or the number of fans. This is what our, our experience on the day was like. Um, who's bottom? At Cheltenham. And then Burton. In the I, think, I think they're going to have ready. to be higher than Burton. So second, I think. I think it's second. I think because Burton, it's a bit in the middle of nowhere. Portville wasn't, if that makes sense. But I would argue because with Burton, because see, I'm the other way around. Burton to me, parking right outside the stadium. The food is really good, uh, considering obviously I had something like from what I had the first time anyway. Like when when you're getting chips and sausage and gravy, like a decent portion. The away stand, yes, it might be like you know, it's. To me, that's what an away stand in my head. If you if you said picture what an away stand looks like, I would probably say Burton is the is the closest out of them three. Like no seats or standing only, right behind the goal. You know, Bob's your uncle. And with Port Vale, I'd say the food was shocking. The fact that you had to get piss wet through to get your food and drink, shocking. The distance we had to park away and the cost at a tenner, shocking. But it was a better away crowd, so I'm more tempted to have Burton stay second and then slot Port Vale underneath. I, do you know what you, you've stated your claim? Um, I, 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 I agree. So let's put them third then. I think yeah, I would have done that anyway, so it doesn't really matter what you would have said. Oh, fuck I'd have still put them there. So now we move on to home crowd. So. To me, we'll start with Stevenage, and it, it's a really tough one because if you look at the teams who are at the bottom, like I, I don't want to put them bottom by any means or in the like the bottom section because from like the ratio of how loud they were to number of people, it was amazing. But at the same time, it like I can't justify putting them say like they look at the teams at the top. Can't put them above Wigan. Can't put them above Middlesbrough. Can't put them above Derby. I can't put them above United because. Again, United took twice as much and probably made the same amount of noise. Peterborough, again, they took you know a few and they were quite loud. It's when we get to Lincoln and Barrow, I I'd sort of then because th- like at the very bottom place was Salford. I put them above Salford because it was it was like they weren't even there. I would put them above Fleetwood, who were second bottom because you know I mean it wasn't really their fault, but they were put right in the gods, which was quite weird. Stevenage were on the ground and then Fleetwood were in the gods. I don't know how that works. Yeah, make yeah, it make so, sense. 
I, w- I would say maybe above Barrow. Yeah. So sitting between Barrow and Lincoln. And like I said, this is only because of the, the number. Because, again, you know, Lincoln took nearly a 1,000. Barrow took, I think, about 600, but they were, again, quite loud. So this is no disrespect. And believe me, there will be clubs who, who definitely prop you up in the table. But Stevenage has to kind of, you know, go in that middle section <clears throat> for now. And then the big one's Carlisle. Now, I'll come to you first. And I don't want to take your judgment. Carlisle, where are you putting them? Top. Yeah, thank Christ you said that. Because if you didn't say that, I don't know if we would have continued as a podcast. But yeah, I mean, considering the outsold, Wigan, the outsold, the outsold everyone on that list. Outsold, outsold. louder than ever. Like, Wigan, ugh, I think maybe it's a slightly mean on Wigan. Because... Say if the results didn't go both their ways, it's different because obviously you've got to remember that's Wigan after a 4-0 win at Bolton. So you are going to be extremely loud. I mean, they're making a habit. So, you know, what do we expect? But I'd say there's no disrespect to either of them. I suppose and it could have been different on any other day. But to me, for Carlisle, how far away and how, you know, they've just come up from the league below and they, they out nearly sell out our away stand. It, it's just so much respect to them, and I'm I'm really impressed. And to me, they've set a bar. Yeah, I, I can agree. They've, they've they've set a precedent for the sort of the teams like you've got Blackpool, you've got that's it, it Blackpool. Yeah, I was going to say Northern. Teams <laughs> Blackpool pretty, is the only uh, team we got left. To light on them now. Um, it's, a, it's a very southern or midland. Heavy yes. League. So Blackpool, you've got a lot to do. Oh, Barnsley. Say say Barnsley, but they don't travel up. So. No, well, yeah, I mean, I think what was the highest was about 2,000. So it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I mean, I think Carlisle, unless we get a good FA Cup run and get a big team, I think Carlisle could end the season top of the league. So well done to them. But top of the attendance league, let that be known. They are not going to be top of the league in our league. No. Not by a long shot. But that's that's all the teams for today. Um, I, I am kind of sorry it's so light on on games, but you know, it's if we leave it any longer, then you kind of like really struggling to remember. Cause this, this is the beauty of this season because we've got so many games and we're going to so many, it's kind of easier to do them in threes or fours because that's a couple of weeks. But when you have international breaks, Oh, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. Um, but you know, next, next episode should be a lot more interesting. Uh, like I say, we've got maybe even arguably three, uh, away games. Uh, no, sorry, we've got two away games because that will be um, oh, Wickham and Charlton. Home game at Northampton and we should be able to cram in the FA Cup game as well. Against the mighty Solihull Moors. Yeah, believe me, we were what I was watching oh, the draw. I, we are so annoyed. As soon as we got drawn out at home, I just went fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's nice to because you know we you get to go to it and probably get our seats or whatever, but uh, knowing you got denied an away away fan trip. But again, at the same time, you maybe only want the away away trips when you get to like round two or three so you can get nicer stadiums because if it was the other way around, I don't think I'd be ecstatic about going to Solly Hull. No, but we, we were we were disappointed. <laughs> what what in away game? But we haven't had an away game in the FA Cup for years. But nah, <laughs> nor shall we ever have one again, years, So we, we might be able to get free for once. To the round, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's the real. We're trying to make it as easy as possible, but at the same time, messing up. So 
again, that to look forward to. But like I said, thank you for listening. I know it's been a struggle, but I promise you in the next couple of weeks, there'll be much more exciting games. And also as well, be on the lookout because we're looking at doing something a bit different as well um, for one of the upcoming episodes. I won't reveal too much until I've got it all down. We, we've done it. It's just I need to make sure it's it can be used. Uh, you know, again, no spoilers. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Um, James, thank you for once again. That's um, a pleasure as always, Luke. Yeah, for, for being as big an idiot as you are. Thank you very much. And keep wasting your evenings. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you later.